Podcast, me Adam Hunter. I'm here with Greg Romero Wilson, a wean dog. We got Don Fry, he's in his barn right now. Uh, he's running late, and McCorkle's coming on. We got Kyler Phillips, who's coming off a huge win. Uh, we got a good show, um, and life is good. I had a, over the weekend, I went to uh, Tom Galicchio's wedding, Toothless nice. Tom's wedding in Las Vegas. My wife and I, we took a day to actually just have like a little mini vacation, like a day vacation. Uh, so we, we drove to uh, the wedding. We saw Hendo was there. That was no pretty way. badass. And uh, cool. the I, was legend. I was wondering if Tom was going to have his tooth in. Uh, he didn't have his tooth in. He said he actually tried, he took a tooth from his back. He had a cap and ripped it out and tried to put it in the front. Oh. But it, it wouldn't stick. Uh, and uh, so that. I can't believe that. That usually, <laughs> no, that usually works. <laughs> that is a time modern technique of pulling. A uh, piece of dental dental work from the back of your mouth and moving it that works every time. I, this is amazing. This didn't work. Uh, so then that was that was that. And then I saw. Um, and then it was. Yeah, a- by the way, it also works with cars. If, <laughs> no, no, this is true. If if like a hose busts in the front, you can take a piece of tailpipe and just shove it right in there, and you're good to go. Everybody you knows take, this you is common the tire off and put the tire as a steering wheel. I just try yeah. to drive Absolutely. It. Yes. These are all time-modern techniques. So that was that. And then, uh, and then it, it, was, it was actually a lot of fun. It was great seeing Tom. But his wife, uh, his beautiful wife, uh, actually forgot the ring uh, during the wedding uh, when it was time to, to put the ring on Tom. So they had to use someone for, for, who, in like, the crowd and take their ring and put it on Tom. Like, they forgot the wedding ring. Um, the one thing you're not really supposed to forget, you know, kind of the most important thing, like, about the wedding, you know. <laughs> We're off to a spectacular start. But the only thing worse was that actually my stepmom married my dad. I was so angry that my mom left. Because, like, it was, like, so – it was done so wrong. I was three years old. My mother went just, like, missing and then ended up checking – well, got checked into a mental hospital, like, left. But before that – my dad got remarried, and uh, they said, here's your new mom. Didn't even tell me what happened to my old mom. They just said, like, it's almost like one of those, like, it was like that, that movie The Room, where they just replace somebody with someone else, but don't even say, like, who it is or why. <laughs> that basically is what happened with my family. So I was the ring guy, and I, I didn't like my stepmom at all. Uh, we got along much better later on in life um, before she passed away. Uh, but I was walking down the aisle with the ring, and I was supposed to hand it to her, and I threw it at her head. Uh, a three-year-old, and then I got like I started crying. I got spanked, and they sent me away with like my cousin. So that was that was the start to our uh, oh to new marriage. Yeah, it didn't go very well. Uh, so that you know, I was three. Was this the seventies or eighties? <laughs> this was uh, nineteen eighty-one. It's 19- wild times, the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug, man. <laughs> 
I wasn't on cocaine, but okay. Uh, how was your weekend? How was, how was your weekend? Which one are you talking oh, my? to? Uh, yeah, <laughs> who are you talking to? Usually you, you say the name of the person that you're addressing because we can't tell via this medium. There's no eye contact. Either of you. Go ahead, Greg. Go ahead, Joe, please. Oh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Let's just cut through the awkwardness. I lost a bunch of money betting on the UFC fight. Uh, <laughs> It was, it's not pleasant. And a bunch of money, by a bunch of money, I mean $50, which is everything I had in my online bank account. It sucks because I pick, I, I think the best thing to do is bet on like the earliest fights. And then just, if you win, just don't make any more bets. My problem is I bet on the early fights, like two fights. They both won. I was positive. But then I got like in this like positive feeling, like I'm going to keep betting on each fight. You know, I'm, I'm in a, I'm on a roll right now. And each bet I put in after those first initial wins kept losing and losing and losing. And I ended up just losing all my money. I put a lot of money on Caitlin Chukagian. I put a lot of money on Korean zombie and it's Ooh. just, it's bad now. So I learned my lesson. I'm not going to do that no more. But hey, Greg, how was your weekend? Greg? Well, you know, that's what they're counting on, man. It becomes easy come, easy go. Yeah. They're expecting you to take that money and just spend it right back. And that's, that's why the house always wins, man. Yeah. I mean, and I understand the vibe. I'm with you because it's free money. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're up. I'm gonna let's double up again. So yeah. that that is the danger. I'm with you, buddy. I totally get that. You know, it sucks um, so bad. you know, for me it was a pretty quiet. I mean, just watching all my picks be wrong in the UFC was pretty much my Saturday, and then you know Sunday was Sunday was great. You know, Sunday football Sunday. I love that day. But then watching my Cowboys get absolutely butt fucked up one side of the field and down the other last night, and then that you know you wouldn't even know that the World Series started tonight. Yeah. From watching sports programming this morning. Apparently the only thing that happened is the Cowboys in a day. That was the only thing that happened. And everybody had to talk about it ad nauseum. I'm like, isn't the World Series time tonight? Can we talk about that for a minute, guys? Because this really hurts. Well, Joe, I got you beat with that because I, when I you know, I, I one time I had like an 11-fight parlay. Uh, I think it was the one with Misha Tate, Holly Holm, and Nate Diaz. That one where, where Nate beat Connor mm-hmm. and Misha beat uh, Holly. And I had like 11 in a row, but I lost my first one. And I had the next oh. 10. So it was like, a, I would have won like $7,000 off like a $50 bet. So at that point, I'm rooting for every one of my bets to lose. Yeah. So I don't feel like a complete fucking asshole. And yeah. they kept winning. So now I And I've of lost. course they all came in. Of course. And now, so now I'm like, I'm losing twice i've lost the first one and i'm losing on the bets that i actually want it was just terrible and it makes uh, you think like man that that ufc card sucked that was like the worst one in a long time there yeah right so greg how was your weekend (laughs) and and it does bring up a question though what do you think is worse to have one uh, one part of a parlay get broken down immediately in the beginning the whole thing's ruined you know it's ruined or to have it win all the way to the end and you would get all that that hope up and then it falls apart on the last one. Which do you think is worse? For someone like me, the first one is worse because I can't just drop it and let it go. Like the, right. whole, the whole event's ruined. Uh, so <laughs> at, least, at least on the second one, I'll at least enjoy all the way up to that. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. You feel like a champ the whole ride. I'm with you. 
The worst is when that first one blows it up and it's like, well, this is a waste of fucking time, you know? Yeah. Like, that's money lost already. I definitely would rather ride that feeling of victory to the, you know, until the last yeah. one and yeah. then disappointment than to just see the money wasted right off the bat because the first one just blew it up for you. I'm with you on that. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so uh, let's talk about some of the fights that happened, okay? Ortega versus the Korean Zombie, which is, which is always great when our, our co-hosts come 20 minutes late. We're going to have to recap this all over again. <laughs> uh, and our guest doesn't show up for noon. Always a good time, but fuck it. Um, the Korean Zombie is that guy who wins every fight I think he's going to lose and loses the ones I think he's going to win. He's that guy. He's, there, it's like I thought Frankie Edgar was going to run through him. I'm like, he's not going to be able to stop Frankie's takedown defense. Frankie's going to take him down and beat him up. It's like he did the Cub Swanson. And he just fucking obliterated Frankie Edgar. Now with Ortega, I, I didn't know, but I just figured the way he looked against Frankie Edgar, he's going to just do the same to Ortega. And I thought Ortega's stand-up wasn't that good. Man, was I wrong. I think uh, Ortega super improved. I mean, he was doing video game moves. At one point, that backwards elbow... I mean, the zombie said he didn't know where he was the last three At a certain point, he was trying to catch Pokemon. Uh, that's, how fucking, <laughs> that's how lost this dude was. Uh, and by the way, I think that Ortega's hair was shoved in his cup. Because did you see his cup? His dude, cup that was, was weird. And he kept adjusting it, too. I felt like it went from the bottom to the top. Now he's here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was like, where are your balls, man? Did your balls move above your dick? What is going on? I feel like he couldn't find his weird. cup, and like Ingano was in the back, and he was like, "Hey, can I borrow your cup?" And then Francis <laughs> just gave him his cup. I mean, because what? What the? What? He had to have known that that either he has the biggest dick in the history of MMA, which is probably understands why he gets Holly Berry and the other people. Maybe so. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Women will discuss that amongst women. Like, you think oh. guys are pigs? Like, there are girls that are like they're called size queens, oh, and, yeah. and and they have like an underground where they'll tell other size queens, hey, by the way, uh, you know, this guy's got a huge dick. And they'll, they'll like, even just, like, tell him that. And pa- even if they they're, hate they're not even size queens. They just all just, here's the thing. Can I tell a quick story? Little, little, sure. little quick one. When I was in high school, okay, I got called to the counselor's office, and she's like, Greg, you need another PE credit to graduate. I was like, Are you? I thought it was done. I thought I'd finish everything. It was like a junior high school. I thought I was done with it. And she was like, no, you need one more. I can take you out of this class and put you into – body mechanics and dance i'm like what the fuck is body mechanics and dance i get there she, i was like do guys even take that she's like oh yeah sure i get there it's 31 girls in leotard and me wow okay and i was like and the coach is like i'm like what the? and even the girls are like what the fuck is he doing here so the coach is like you know what greg just go to the back of the class and just you know try and follow along and see if you can get comfortable so it, you know, was, anywhere, by the way What's that? Is there any video of this? No, this is, come oh. on, this is from like the 80s. So, <laughs> so I go back there. So on day three, the coach, so immediately it's like 31 bent over high school girls in leotard and me. And so on day three, the coach is like, Greg, you know, I found someone in tennis who wants to switch in here who's a girl if you want to switch to tennis. And I was like, no, nah, I think I'll stick it out. <laughs> and this is no joke. So for the entire semester, it was me and 31 girls. And that is where I learned that girls are as nasty as men when we're not around. They talk about everything, dick size. Dude, they're worse. How, they're, how they're, it's fit in their mouth, everything. They discuss everything all the time. They're fucking liars, man. Dude, I know that from my, from my stripping days, okay? My alleged yeah. stripping days. When girls get together, they literally would like just go 
grab your cock. I mean, literally just grab it and tell the other one to grab it and smack you in the ass and, and like, and, and do all kinds of stuff because it's- well, These are strippers though. And I think that's well, an important they're they're Well, their power in numbers, but also they assume that guys enjoy this, um, which we do for the most yeah. part. But, um, but it's, if a dude was like smacking a girl's ass, which some guys do, don't get me wrong, uh, but it would be like, yo, back the fuck up there are bouncers for that there's literally they, they come with bouncers who were like you touch this guy girl i'm throwing you out where girls are just like i mean holy shit uh but i'm, I'm not i'm not complaining so anyway uh so jessica andrage versus caitlin chukagan um i thought caitlin was looking pretty good until she got hit in the rib i mean she was lost the first round but it was competitive i thought it was thought she was actually doing pretty well until she wasn't and yeah. i think that uh jessica andrage it's one of those things where she's one of these girls. It's like, I'm not going to compare her to Anthony Rumble Johnson, but she has that, like, if there, she has that power factor that if you don't fight a perfect fight against her, she's always dangerous. I mean, Rose Namajunas, like, retired for, like, a year and a half after getting body hit on her head by that. And no, everybody was like, take your fucking time. You know, like, like this other girl got hit in the fucking rib. Like, I fell down. It's just, she just has that power that that many women don't have in mma they're like the cyborg has it nunez has it she has it certain girls have that if, if you have that certain power you're gonna do very well because it's just it's a big disparity between that kind of power and the power that most girls in your division have yeah you know? It sucks. I, I bought it, into the. I'm sorry. I bought into the hype about Caitlyn Chikagian in this fight because she's a foot taller than Jessica Andrade. I thought she was gonna just do what she normally does and just point fight, stay on the outside, do her karate stuff, and maybe get a submission because Caitlyn is very good. She comes out of John Dan Dan Harris camp, but dude, I was completely wrong about that fight, and my bank account shows it. Well. <laughs> Well, I was thinking the same thing you were thinking. I was like, I was like, Jessica's going up a weight division, which she's already small. She's already a small gal going up a weight division against a tall gal for her division already. So for me, you know, that whole that 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 distance, I thought she'd be able to take her. What I didn't account for, what I did, what 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 scared me immediately in the pre-fight was when they were like, this allowed her to focus on her strength, and then they show her, and her arms were huge. Yeah, and I was like, and I was like, uh oh, this is a lot of power for the women's division. <laughs> well, she also and, started at 135, though. She came down to 115 from 35 because there was no 25 division. So she, it wasn't that, like she just like that power, Those that arm strength, though, and you could see there was a moment the second she got the kick in on the legs, she was like, okay, this girl can't hurt me, and now I have my entry point to get in there and hurt hurt her. And it, it, you can see a little smile cross her face when she got her with the kick. It was like, I got you now. And right uh, then I knew it. I was like, this fight's over. This fight's over. Uh, she's about to hurt this girl. Don Fry, did you watch the fights last weekend? No, partner, I didn't. I did not. I did something better. I what went you down do? to um, I went down to one of the Trident uh, restaurants. It's, uh, it's uh, about four of them called Trident Bar and Grill, and they're owned by former Navy SEALs. And I ended up going in there and meeting Robert O'Neill. He's a guy who whacked Osama bin Laden. So but I met you, him you, and you did that uh, you did five that or six other boys. Didn't you do that last week too? <laughs> What's that? You did that the week before also though. Did I? Yeah. Okay. 
Did you sleep through the weekend? Did you sleep through the weekend? Did, you, did this really happen, or did you watch a video of somebody doing it? Did, did you watch a video? Yeah, my notes mixed up here. That's okay. Now, now, by the way, Fry, I went to a, a wedding with uh, Dan Henderson uh, over the weekend. He says that you and Pat Miletic and uh, and somebody else went overseas to the troops to to show the troops fighting moves. And did like an overseas tour. What was it? What was that like? You, Hendo, and Militic. <laughs> that, that was kind of different. Um, I shit. That's the only time in my life that whole year I missed uh, two airplanes. The only time in my whole life I missed any airplanes because they were doing construction on the interstate here in Tucson. So I didn't time it right. So. I ended up being late, and by the time I got there, Henderson and Militich had buddied up like a couple of high school cheerleaders. So it was it was <laughs> them against me the whole tour. No, listen, Hendo says he likes you a lot. He says he's got nothing but respect for you, and that he thinks you're awesome. But you made a video saying he was a dickhead. Like, like so, he says he loves you. He says no, he, I, he says you're a great guy. I said asshole. I call him an asshole. <laughs> and, sorry, and my sorry. Book, Let's get that right. Yes. Hey, if you got to be a fucking asshole to be a good fighter. You know? Otherwise, yeah. it doesn't work. But he says he but liked you. you got to be able like to cut it. it off. Yeah. He, he said you I were like him, too. I, I respect him. Okay. But, so, but, but how was, how was that? Him. But what was that, Afghanistan like? It was pretty neat. They, they, we got there to uh, Bahrain. Uh, no shit, I get this mixed up. Fuck me. <laughs> uh, hell, I can't remember the name. I can't remember the name of the uh, base. Bak Bagram, I think it's Bagram Air Base. Okay. And they yeah. took us out to um, FOB, FOB um, Phoenix, you know, forward operating base by. By flying the helicopters, you know, some Apaches. That was cooler and shit. That was cooler and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, did you actually train any of the soldiers? We got up. No, uh, at Barham, Bar yeah. Barham, yeah. But not, not at uh, FOB Phoenix. You know, we got out there to, to Phoenix and um, I said, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I don't have this or that. And he says, uh, I said, yeah, I told him, I'm sorry, I'm not that big of a name, you know? And they said, that's okay. We're just happy somebody remembered us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I've done like 10 of those, those tours, man. And uh, it's, uh, they are so grateful. Those are the best. Nothing, th that's where I'm like, man, I'm sorry, I'm a comedian. I feel like I'm actually doing something good for the world. Uh, is that when that happens? All uh, right. So, hey, what? Go, go every week. If I go every week, I'd go. You yeah, me, yeah, me too. Uh, now, do you think, by the way, Greg and Ween Dog, people were saying that the fight was stopped too early uh, with Chukagan and Jessica Andrade. What do you guys think? No way, dude. Not even. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was a mercy. She was, she was practically tapping the ground out. I mean, When you no, turn away no, from your opponent was... and scream, I think the fight should just be stopped then. You know what I'm saying? She turned away and she screamed. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a liver shot. Um, I've never been hit in the liver. I mean, people say it's the most painful fucking thing in the world. Uh, boxers say that. Fighters say that. Don, you ever get hit in the liver? No, but I've hit people in the liver. And I'll tell you what, uh, they scream. They scream. I'll tell you what, the next time we meet, I'll give you a present. <laughs> oh. uh, 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 Greg Fry, have you ever been hit in the liver? Of course. Are you kidding me? I love it. I love to not only hit him in the liver, I like to then eat it. <laughs> a lot of good iron in that liver. So that's what I do. I punch it out of their body, and then I enjoy it with some, uh, usually some carrots, some glazed carrots. By the way, Don, I talked to Chael Sonnen today, and he's putting together the next submission underground. He wants to know if you will wrestle Tank Abbott in a wheelchair match. Uh, <laughs> Are you interested? This, it's never been done before. Uh, Tank, I think Tank's in a wheelchair. I, I don't know. I think you're in a wheelchair. What do you say? No, I'm walking now. Um, okay. I Good. went out with my bulldog for dinner last week. And um, when I got home, the wheelchair was gone. It fell out of the back of my truck somewhere. <laughs> so now I'm forced to walk. So <laughs> the best thing for me. Would you wrestle? Uh, I got no excuses. Would you wrestle in the next Submission Underground event hosted by Chael Sonnen? <laughs> uh, you know what? He'll have to give me a call and give me a personal invitation. I'm going to hear. I want to hear what uh, what rules we don't have. <laughs> Sounds like someone's bringing some sand in his pocket. Uh, speak, all right, speaking of wrestling, uh, Jung, Jung Young Park wrestled, fought John Phillips. This dude had zero takedown defense. I mean, like, George Zimmerman had better takedown defense, this guy. He, he just got, he got taken down by a guy that literally, uh, like, was not even, like, a wrestler. This dude, like, just learned. How do you, how do you make it to the highest level of competition and not be able to defend the takedown. You've been waiting 10 years. You've been waiting 10 years to use that line, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. But how do you, <laughs> how do you, how do you get to that point and not know how to, I mean, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Just knocking people out every fight, I guess, right? But it's like, it's like making it to the, M, uh, the uh, to the, you know, World Series and you can't hit a curveball. Uh, like, like, you know, it's going to be thrown at you if you can't, I mean, does it, how, what's, is this just an off day? Don, talk to me about this. Man, I tell you what, it, it really just amazes me how some of the, the lack of advancement this sport has made in 20, you know, 25 years, you know, whatever it's been. I mean, some people still only, only uh, practice one, one style. And you got to practice the whole thing. It's mixed martial arts. It's not stand-up kickboxing, you know, and or, or just wrestling. You got to get it all. And some people still make the mistake of only having one one weapon in their arsenal. It's unbelievable. I mean, I don't I don't get it. Even if like you're not good at wrestling, which a lot of guys are not good at wrestling, still still know how to defend it. Look, I mean, when I, when I trained Dan Hardy, man, Dan Hardy was my wrestling partner for the GSP fight. He gave me a shout out on actually uh, on uh, some TV show. Dan Hardy. Well, you were the eighth grade champ. 
Dan Hardy was not a wrestler. I mean, literally had no wrestling. No, but he would find the best guy at the gym who at that time in wrestling was, I wasn't the best, I was the best guy in that class. There were better, obviously better people at Legends than me at wrestling. And he'd be like, you, we're going together. He, was, he had no jujitsu. He would find the black belt. And this is when he was a blue belt and roll with that guy. Uh, he was a guy that knew what he needed to work with, work at. And it, it, it amazes me, what, like to me, yeah, of course your ego is gonna get shot and you're gonna get, you're gonna get taken down, but that's how you get better. Uh, you have to do that at, at that level. It's like your job. I mean, it's, it's, it's your job, but you look, I mean, the guy's won 15, 20 fights. Obviously he's doing something right, but. Well, you know, what's interesting about that fight is John Phillips. He was, he fought, uh, Kamzat Chemayev and that was a fight when Kamzat like took him down and did pretty much the same thing that this other dude did, but just more vicious. And we were like, Oh my God, this Chemayev guy is insane. He has insane ground and power. It's very Khabib esque. But do you think this fight like showing how easy and how bad John Phillips, uh, his wrestling defense is, does that take away sort of the flair from Kamzat Chemayev? Uh, to me, a little bit. I mean, the, the thing about Chemayev is I'm still not sold on him because I understand how good he – look, he obviously was an Olympian for Sweden in wrestling, which is awesome, and he's obviously undefeated, and he's that. But he has not been tested yet. He really hasn't. Uh, the one test he had last time against Mirashar, he knocked him out in 13 seconds, right? Great. I mean, that was pretty awesome. But he hasn't been in a fight where he's been down yet. And it kind of like that kid Edmund Shabayan a little bit. Yeah. Everybody was so high on him. Well, now we'll see. I mean, so we don't really know how – it's easy to be good when you're 12-0 and and 13-0, but most of the guys you fought are not world beaters or even at that level. So until he beats a Derek Brunson and even that, I'm not 100% sold on him. It's weird because uh, he's also sitting with Dana for like the entire show, dude. That well, was well funny. He, he tweeted out recently, Dana, I want to fight three guys in one night. Uh, he, he wants to do Don Fry style. But I want to see him take a – we don't know if he can take a punch yet. He's literally never been punched in the face yet. Yeah. So, I mean, Brock Lesnar was looking like a fucking world beater until, you know, somebody punched him in the face and all of a sudden he, he did not take a punch very well. Uh, we'll see. We, we will see. I know people are going to say I'm, ha- I'm not hating. I'm just saying that everybody is very quick to jump on the next big thing and then all of a sudden to jump off that guy as soon as he loses, uh, which – which actually is why I was so impressed with Brian Ortega, because now everyone's back on the Ortega train. But everybody was off the Ortega train when he got beat by Max Holloway. It's a, I, I don't think any sport has more bandwagon fans than mixed martial arts. And, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, and I love the fans, don't get me wrong. But it just it seems a little odd that people are just so quick to jump like on a Johnny Walker and say he's going to beat John Jones and then to jump off Johnny Walker. McCorkle, thoughts? Uh, I actually agree with you 100%, man. It's, I'm not sold completely on him. Um, I don't know if he's as, as athletic as people might think he is. You know, I, I watch him move and watch him fight. Um, I mean, he doesn't look like the second coming of John Jones as far as, you know, the way he moves. But um, you're right about MMA fans are the best and the worst fans in the world. The ones that are great fans are the nicest, most awesome people ever. The bandwagon ones, man, are terrible. Like, you know, I didn't understand. I had no idea the first time I lost how many people were going to hate my guts just because I lost. And it wasn't like I didn't try, you know, like I was like, everybody's like, you suck. Like, I mean, thousands of messages. People took time out of their day just to tell me how much I suck. I was like, what am I, Brendan Schaub? But um, <laughs> there it is. I got the pen out. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, that wasn't even planned. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they hated me immediately and they kind of soured me on MMA a little bit. I think Ortega. 
Um, you saw from his reaction last night is that he's been here for a year about how he's the worst fighter who's ever fought in the UFC because he caught Max Holloway fighting the fight of his life. But uh, I sent you my I sent you my uh, bet, man. I told you guys on Ortega uh, that I thought he was going to win, and I made big money that night on uh, Ortega winning uh, by decision, man. Well, you Dude, didn't tell me. Dude, look at Sean O'Malley. Yeah, I was. Uh, O'Malley I, was I, I, he, looked, he looked as good as he's ever looked to me. Look at O'Malley. He was like a rock star. The guy's ankle gave out, and everyone's like, "Right, yeah." They're like, "You suck." <laughs> I'm like, "He's a pussy." Like, what the fuck? And and but he even tweeted out recently, "I miss the fans." I'm like, "Bro, forget the fans. Like, the fans you need are like your your wife, your girlfriend, your parents, and a couple friends. Everybody else, like, don't even. They're gonna come and they're gonna go. Uh, it, it's not about how many your wife, your wife, your wife will go. Your wife will go with half your shit. <laughs> she leaves with the fans. <laughs> you know, Adam, that is one way that uh, that was one way that stand up does remind me of fighting in a way. Is uh, I heard Norm McDonald talking one time, and he said it's funny to him when he bobs. He said because he's up there trying his absolute hardest to make people laugh, to bring them happiness, to make them smile, and when he doesn't do the job of it, they hate him and want him to die. So it's like uh, when you fight and you lose, you already feel bad about losing. And then you're going to tell people, like, I hope you die tonight. Like, okay, well, I, I really tried, you know. It's like, I don't know. So. It's crazy. And the thing about it is also, I don't. I think MMA, MMA fighters, I hate to say it, but when they retire, the shitty part is a lot of fans, like, don't even reach out to people that are retired. Like, the guys, even, like, the guys like Jens Pulver, you know, like, the Gary Goodrich, the guys that actually made the, the Don, Don, people are just like, all right, what's the next hot fucking thing? I'm like, dude. Like 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 Jake Ellenberger, and I think people miss it. I think the fighters miss it, and that's why a lot of reasons these guys stay in the game way too long because they miss feeling. Because in order to be good at anything, you have to give so much of your life to it, especially a thing like fighting, where you give up on relationships, you give up on money, you give up on friendships, you give up on your family, and then all, you give all this stuff to it, and then it's gone, and then you feel like you don't even have an identity. And in these guys, they, they, they need that. And, they, and, if, and if you don't develop character in an actual life, fuck, man, it, it could be a lonely road. You made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> if you could. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, Don, did you ever cry as a baby uh, yeah. or no? As a baby? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, I've, I've never... Never, never been told that. No, so I would have to say no. Uh, baby, baby, Greg Fry. Did you, but I've cried. Did, it, I've cried. did you ever cry? Cried at a couple of your shows, though. <laughs> 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 yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, so Michael Chandler tweeted out yesterday, "Hey, Khabib, I'm going to shock the world." He tweeted this out like at midnight last night. So uh, people know Michael Chandler's on standby for this fight. Uh, which is crazy. And now all of a sudden people are worried that maybe uh, what's-name has COVID. There's word, there's a Gaethje? rumor that Gaethje might be out. That's what people no. are saying. Uh, I don't think it's true. I'm not spreading any rumors. I'm just telling you that Michael Chandler is scaring people by saying, I'm blessed. Khabib, are you ready? Look, the thing about COVID is it attacks weak immune systems. When you lose a lot of weight, guess what? Your body is fucking weak. Yeah, and you're not able to, to, to fight off this thing, which is why a lot of people get COVID when they're cutting weight. So it's not the craziest, most far-fetched thing to think that something people might pull out. 
if this happens, does the UFC let people know right away? Do they wait to the day before when the pay-per-views are already bought? What, uh, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, Sean, predictions. I don't know. Like, if, uh, if losing weight, like, uh, hurts your immune system, I'd explain why I haven't been sick in 12 years. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, no, I don't know, man. Um, I would say it, I thought last night it was – I thought they were about to announce something the way people were talking on Twitter, like it was a done deal. And I was like, man, of course, you know, that fight had to get ruined. Um, but it's uh, maybe it's just wishful thinking on Chandler's part. But uh, I think Chandler's kind of guy he could beat. I wouldn't say he would, but he could beat either of them, man. He's uh, to step into either of them. Chandler's got that one punch. He's like Gacy a, a little bit, you know, that one punch knockout power. But uh, I did hear that uh, the uh, COVID caught Don Fry and was scared to death also. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you still be excited for Chandler versus Khabib, Greg Wilson? Yeah, I, I mean, I would because you get to see Khabib. You know, and I got to tell you, I was worried about this fight because I'm watching promos on ESPN and they were promoting the Cannoneer, um, uh, what's his name? Fight? Whitaker. Whitaker, as if that was the main fight. And I was like, oh my God, did it get canceled? And I immediately got online and started checking to, to see if it was still on the Gagey thing because they were acting like that had been promoted up to the, the main event in these promos they were running over the weekend. So now that you're saying this, it's like, I wonder if that's why they were trying to sell that undercard so hard. I didn't even understand why they would even make that promo. Well, why, well what is Chandler doing? Is he just trying to fuck with people? If I'm the UFC, I'm telling Chandler to stop tweeting. I think because... he's trying to grab some spotlight. That's what he's trying to do. Yeah. Fry, uh, your thoughts? He's doing exactly what I would do in his position. Try to make it about <laughs> me. Yeah. Don Fry, thoughts? Or Brittany Chuck. It'd be smart, finally, on the UFC's part to have somebody in the wings because uh, that's where they've been fucking up for years is they don't pay anybody to just get in shape and stay in shape in case somebody falls out, you know. So they've been treating the fans like shit by not uh, having a safety valve, you know. And now they now they might have got smart and have that getting that done. Uh, well, we're we even having to do that in, in Hollywood, you know, in a buddy of mine, he didn't book a commercial, but they hired him anyway to be a backup in case the other guy tested positive on the day of the shoot. So he got paid a day rate, you know, to just be there. So it seems like that's kind of what the, everybody's going to need to do. Uh, well, we know. You say he got date rape? No. <laughs> oh, no, no, rape. You said he got rape. date rape. Is that what you mean? That is oh, not. Rape. I, I understand <laughs> that that's what you heard. <laughs> to the left I understand that's what your ears heard, but no. Day rate. Day rate. Uh, uh, right. Well, for me personally, I would be highly devastated if uh, Gaethje tested positive. Uh, it'd be reminiscent to when Ally Quinta stepped in. Like, we all really kind of knew the outcome, even though we tried to hype up Al as much as possible, saying he's an amazing wrestler. I'd still be devastated. We'd all kind of know the outcome of the fight. And as of right now, that's what is exciting about this fight between Justin and Khabib is like a lot of people are behind Gagey saying that he has what it takes. He has the wrestling to defend against Khabib and he has a knockout power to put him out really quickly. But I think like, don't you think the UFC, if they were smart, if they're actually good uh, business people, they would infect every fighter who is not currently scheduled to fight with COVID so that they're immune from it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just so they don't test positive and drop out of a fight in the future. Just anyone who's not fighting right now, just get COVID. We're going to send the, uh, the golden snitch, whatever his name is, Jeff Navinsky to your house. is going to give you COVID. So now when you schedule for a fight, we know that you won't test positive. You know what I'm saying? That's actually not a, a bad idea. 
not a bad it's idea. It's not a good idea. <laughs> but, it's, <laughs> but it's not a bad idea either. Uh, You're uh, going to find out who has underlying conditions real fast. Exactly. So, so Connor versus Poirier. Um, now they're saying it's going to be at 170. Khabib says, no, this is bullshit. You can't be the number one contender at my weight class if you don't fight at my weight. People are saying that they think Connor has an advantage at 170 because he's the bigger guy anyway. He's not going to cut weight. It seems like Poirier is a smaller guy, although that might not be the case. I don't know what they walk around at. But really? I still think that uh, it should be at 55 because that's if they're going to be a number one. I think Khabib's got a point there. Uh, McCorkle? Yeah, man, I don't. I wish they would add. I've always said, man, I wish they would add one more weight class. I wish they would go uh, 55 to 65, move 70 to 75, uh, move 85 up to 90, uh, maybe do something like that, you know, and just add one weight class but move them all around a little bit. Uh, I don't think it necessarily hurts you to fight in a weight class above because you're staying busy and fighting. But if you're trying to determine number one contender, it doesn't really make sense to fight at 170 to do it if it's at 155. But back to what you were talking about, I, I can't believe they're – just now figuring out to have a backup fighter. Think about how many cards were ruined because the main event fell out when they were doing weak cards. And um, like most of the time, you're—I mean—you would be happy to see either guy fight. So, like all the times that Khabib or uh, Ferguson like fell out, what if they had not necessarily Connor, but what if they had a guy like Chandler, somebody else ready to go? Like it would have been just as exciting instead of just canceling that fight. And all you got to do is put them on the same card fighting somebody else. You know what I mean? And then just. Uh, hope that Kimbo doesn't get knocked out by Seth Petroselli, like a situation like that, you know. But uh, that's uh, – I, I don't understand why they haven't had that. Even when Kimbo fought, why the hell when he was with uh, Pro Elite did they not always have a backup that he could beat, you know? Well, because they couldn't find guys he could beat. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah that was right. they were running out of uh, bouncers. Uh, uh, rest in peace, Kimbo. Uh, now, who do you think wins uh, at 170? You think, you think Connor has the advantage at 170 versus 55 against Fourier? I think uh, Connor beats Poirier just because he's got just because the first time, man. I thought Poirier was going to win the first time. Poirier has improved dramatically since then, but I think Connor, uh, just anyone that's going to strictly stand up with them, I think they're going to lose. Like I think that's Connor's, uh, that's his wheelhouse, man, and I think he uh, he beats anybody in MMA at his weight class that he wants to strictly stand. So, uh, Don. Yeah, I go with. Jeez, a fucking way. McGregor. I, I think he's got the advantage, but you know, I, I come from the old I got I come from the old school, you know, where there's no weight classes and uh no rules. I mean shit, if you're gonna fight, just fucking fight. Now, <laughs> now, now, now back in the day I, I believe I believe that's called high school. <laughs> <laughs> now back in the day, uh like Mark Kerr would open up a cut and then put his thumb in the cut to get the guy to tap. Was that something you guys were practicing? Nothing I ever practiced, no. no. What about uh, headbutts? You I guys think Kerr. No, yeah, how the fuck do you practice headbutts? You, you have to do it. Uh, the only way you practice headbutts is with medicine ball or one of those throwing dummies, you know? Yeah. And uh, that we did that uh, shit. You did that. You did that. So you 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 guys would headbutt the medicine ball. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> now, Jeez would someone face. just throw it at your head? Or... 
I, I, I got to figure out exactly how this works. Like, I'm trying to visualize it in my mind. And I'm like, because the medicine ball's on the ground. So <laughs> would you, like, lean over it and, and do the – or would someone just throw it at your face? I don't understand. How did the headbutt with the medicine ball work? Uh, the, guy would get, the guy would get on his back, you know, and uh, you'd get in the guard position on him, and then he'd put the ball in his chest. So that way – you maintain, um, you know, try and maintain your balance and control him, but then, then be able to hit the hit the headbutts. It's kind of like you were blowing him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> I heard Brendan Schaub did some revolutionary uh, positions out of uh, <laughs> that. He did a lot of revolutionary work in that area. Um, hey, I've got a question for Don. Don, what was your best fighting weight? Like, what did you feel best at? Probably about 217, I think, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, Don, do you feel like you had advantage over heavyweights even? What's that? The U, oh, what, 317? Do you feel like you had at 217, you had advantage over guys at heavyweight or not? Did you, like, feel like being lean like that and smaller that you were uh, had better cardio, or did you wish you were bigger? No, uh, that was just a good weight um, in proportion that, you know, gave me the strength that I needed and the size advantage and also the, had the speed and the conditioning. You know, I felt when I got, when I got a little bit more heavier than that, uh, the conditioning uh, wasn't there, you know. I was lagging a little bit. Joe, I got to talk to you. What's up? Last week's in the books. It's, it's gone. But now is the time to review the tape and prepare for this week. There is no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To add to this week's excitement, DraftKings has a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs. How cool is that? And if you haven't tried DraftKings yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, and catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. Just pick your lineup underneath the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. And for everyone who's looking forward to this week's UFC 54, which is us, okay, be sure to check out DraftKings MMA Contest. How cool is that? UFC 254 with DraftKings. Here's your call to action. Download the DraftKings app now and use code ROASTED. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week. Don't miss out on the week seven action, okay? Enter code ROASTED to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code ROASTED only at DraftKings. Make it rain! There's a minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Check it out. Now, when you fought that huge Asian guy, did he even weigh in or no? Which one? <laughs> uh, the, 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 the sumo wrestler. The, what was his name? The huge y- Yoko. Uh, Akibono. Akibono. Yeah, Akibono. Did he even weigh in? Uh, you know, I, I, shit. No, I don't, I, we, nobody weighed in back then. Yeah, it was it was uh, heroes. Like I said, they just took your word. They just took your word for it. 
<laughs> he, weighed, he weighed in, but that was when the cargo transport, they had to check the manifest because they moved him into the arena. So that was the way in for him to see if the cargo was in fact what they said it was. All right, so, so back to some- Down to the ship. Back to some MMA news. So Tisha Torres is fighting Angela Hill. Uh, Tisha, her last fight, I think everything came together. She looked like a fucking a psychopath, just throwing. It was like a video game. Um, it was awesome. And Angela Hill has fought like 19 times this year. Uh, I don't even think she, I mean, she's got her seventh fight. That's a good fight. That's a really good fight. Uh, excited about that one. Also, Jessica I is fighting Joanne Calderwood. And these two hate each other. I mean, they, I think uh, I fight trains over at Extreme Couture. Joanne fights a syndicate, a boyfriend is John Wood. And they have, they've had beef for a while. So this is going to be very personal, um, which is always good. It's always good when, like, two hot girls fight who also hate each other. Uh, I feel like we're using hot a little loose there, but okay. Come, dude, I've, I've seen them both <laughs> dressed up. I've, I've seen them both dressed up. Uh, they're hot. Trust me on this one. Both of them are hot. Uh, oh. Trust you know, me. I have a theory about that. People always talk about how hot uh, Danica Kirkpatrick was, and I was like, well, yeah, compared to Mario Andretti, she is. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if you're like uh, Indy 500 driver, yeah. But, I mean, or they're like, uh, they're like, uh, oh, who were they saying they always say was hot uh, on TV? Uh, oh, gosh, it was another athlete of some kind. I don't know. I just always found it amazing, like, when they're like, oh, she's hot. Well, if you're comparing her only to that, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like, some yeah. Of the, like, it's like some of the Fox News anchors, you mean? Uh, although oh no, they're they're hot. They're <laughs> no legit. Comments. They're legit smoke show. Dude, Megyn Kelly is hot as shit. I don't care what he says. Megyn Kelly is a fucking smoke show. Uh, she has a bunch of kids too. Uh, by the way, Bellator had an event. The worst. No, they didn't. The worst pacing event of all time. <laughs> I, I'm. They, they would have fights, then they would go to these promos, right? But it wasn't even like it was the people just talking. Like, what's your favorite food? Or do you like knitting? Or what do you think about what? celebrities? It was just, it was like asking Tech Congo, what he thinks about celebrities that do MMA. And have, some of the fighters they were interviewing aren't even in Bellator anymore. Like they talked like Dave Rickles has been out of the company for like months. <laughs> I'm like, what? They, they, just, they don't even, even they don't know they're not in Bellator. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't even, even Bellator fighters don't know they're not fighting for Bellator. Like I'm not even kidding. They were interviewing people that are not even in the company anymore. Uh, and it's the same promos they use for every, they're going to update the promos. It's the same one they use for Tuesday or the one before that. And, uh, then they would just go to the fight. It was almost like, it was crazy. It, I'm like, are they trying to get people to not watch this? They had no time frame as like when the fights were going to happen. Uh, and then they had, what's your name? So Cyborg just crushed that girl. It wasn't even competitive. Uh, I mean, at least have like Paige Van Zant like bouncing on a trampoline or something that'll fucking have my attention because it just it was it was ridiculous. Uh, Paul Steve won, my friend Steve Mowry, and there's this Jewish guy Aviv Gozali who's amazing at grappling. And his father, they called him I think like the Hebrew Batman. His father was also or the Israel Batman. What the hell? Yeah, like his father was also a fighter from You're Israel. So, uh, and then there was a fight where, can we play this, Joe? Uh, there was a fight where this guy, Kemron Lachinov, who I thought lost a fight, actually. Uh, but he fought, he beat Kyle Crutchmer, who was a four-time All-American. At one point, he was just telling him to punch him in the face. Uh, he put his hands down and just was like, punch me in the face. Um, 
It, it's you, have like, the, you have the link that you can put in the chat because I'm going to have a very hard time. If you go to MMA Roasted, MMA Roasted, I actually put the link up. I put like when the cocaine puts in. Oh, on Twitter? Yeah, it's on my Twitter. Uh, uh, because, you know, I think this is a pretty bad strategy of letting some guy punch you in the face. I know that like Diego, there was a guy named, uh, it was a boxer, Mayorga used to do it. And people said it was an old boxing trick where you could roll with the punches so you actually see the punch coming. It doesn't hurt you. And they tried it against Felix Trinidad and got fucking rocked. Ha- Don, have you ever put, let, let a guy punch you in the face during a fight? Not on purpose, no. no. What, about, what about you punching a guy in the face on purpose? Anybody ever drop their hands and say, punch me? Yeah, Gary Goodrich did that to me um, in our second fight. You know, I'm like that. So I just whacked him with the jab. He didn't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> that Chris, was enough. One was enough, huh? So, what about you? Yeah. You ever have a guy, Sean, that uh, you know, that he... Sean, you ever have a guy that like let you punch in the punch in the face, or you ever punch a guy in the face? No, my stand up was so bad. If I hit him in the face, it was on accident, so I usually apologize. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but sorry, no, to in the body there. Uh, but no, it's uh. I, I don't know. I did see a guy, Kyle Gibbons. I don't know if he ever fought in the UFC. He's a buddy of mine, but uh, he got close to the UFC. I did see a fight one time where the guy got punched and he smiled, stuck his chin out. Like, yeah, he wanted some more. So he stuck his chin out and Kyle hit him again and knocked him straight out. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Like the guy stuck his chin out to get some more and just got straight knocked out. It's uh, You don't always tell when someone's losing a fight when uh, they're smiling when they're getting hit. Like they like that doesn't intimidate anybody. That just lets people know you just got hurt, you know? Like um, – that's how, you, that's how you can tell they're losing a fight if they smile and laugh or that they're not at a Brendan Shop comedy show if they're smiling and laughing. <laughs> there it is. Now, right. there I have is. the video. I have the video. Now, are they Okay, so this is what happened. This was like the most entertaining part of the fight. Watch this. So this guy just puts his hands down and just says, punch him. And then he says, punch him again. <laughs> False. <laughs> It looked like he got like hurt right there too. He is tucking his chin though, so I mean he expects to defend it somehow. <laughs> What's up, people? The wait is finally over. Football is back. Look, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. I start off by wagering on win, division, and championship futures today. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. A guy does that to you, uh, McCorkle. What do you do? You, you just crack Shoot for a takedown immediately. Really? Uh, no. Um, yeah, no, I would. Uh, I'd punch him in his face. That's kind of that's pretty disrespectful, I think, man, to uh, stand there and just look at somebody but uh, and do that. Yeah, you, nobody smart's going to do it very much. I think people have watched Rocky too many times, man. Like that whole that whole theory of oh, let him beat up his hands with your face is a terrible idea. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you say that people you when somebody hits you and you smile, they know that you're hurt. What does it mean when you start crying? Because <laughs> that would be my reaction. <laughs> and I would hope that maybe then they'd be like, you know, oh, we got to leave this punk. guy alone. He's really emotional right now. <laughs> we yeah, have got, to ask CM Punk. <laughs> I got slapped in high school by a girl. Yeah, no, I don't know. If you start crying, uh, maybe you're winning. That's weird. Dude, 
Yeah, dude, there was a girl and that. Then, I, I gotta tell you, that's probably what I would try. I mean, no, no, you you have a theory showing that Rocky raped Adrian, right? Well, so he did, man. If you go back, if you go back and watch that movie, uh, like right. number one, Adrian is obviously slow. You know what I mean? If you watch it, like the, the, she's a slow kid to begin with, and then. Uh, She's doing everything she can, like, hey, can I call my brother? And he's like, she yells out the window, hey, Paul, she's with me. And then uh, she's trying everything she can to get away. Like, I don't feel comfortable. And he was, like, uh, being a little too aggressive with her. And then uh, funny thing about Rocky is, you remember the mobster guy was, like, uh, telling Rocky that retards love the zoo? That was the, that was the, the, that was the other knuckle breaker. <laughs> right, yeah. The guy's like, he's like, take her to the zoo. Retards love the zoo. And he got mad. And then... And Rocky too, when he she takes out her to the zoo. He wants to propose to her. He takes her to the zoo and proposes to her, and it works. Like, what are what are the chances that would work? Man? But, uh, these are some these are yeah, some Rocky interesting is, uh, little notes you picked out of there. I never really saw it that way, but you know, the seventies were wild. Yeah, no, he did kind of corner. Yeah, he took her right? straight to the he zoo. Corner in the house, and she was like, he wouldn't let her leave. Yeah, he, he's a yeah. Professor. She tried everything to leave, and he was like. Uh, I put that on Facebook. I was like, am I the only one that noticed that date that uh, Rocky Balboa more or less date raped the slow chick from the pet shop and everybody got outraged? But <laughs> I mean, Rocky's one that date raped her, not me. So. Dude, then, then Mr. T killed his, his coach. Like he, he like murdered his coach before the yeah. fight. Just <laughs> murdered him, yeah. Well, how about, how about when Rocky doesn't throw the towel, the ref tries to stop the fight with Apollo Creed, the Russian. The Russian pushes the ref off, murders Apollo Creed, and then it's Rocky's fault for not throwing the towel. Like he would, he would have stopped if only he'd thrown the towel. Like the ref tried to stop and he pushed him off. Right, then, uh, yeah. He's like he threw him across the ring. Like, ah, yeah. Yeah. And still kept it. And he would have been like, oh, there's the towel. He threw white towel. I must stop now. I like how, like, have you noticed Rocky five? Like, that whole movie, the most realistic part of fighting of any Rocky movie is that how his girlfriend was always against him, no matter, like, okay, <laughs> he wants to fight in Rocky one, she's against it. He wants to fight Rocky 2. She's against it. Yep. He doesn't want to fight Mr. T in Rocky 3. And she's like, why are you so afraid? You know, like she wants him to fight in Rocky 3. He fights in Rocky 3. Then she doesn't want him to fight in Rocky 4. She doesn't want Apollo to fight in Rocky 4. Then she changes her mind to Rocky 4 and tells him he has to fight, you know, or whatever. Like it's just back and forth. It's like whatever he wants, she's completely against no matter what. It's like the most realistic part of any fighting movie. Uh, when it comes to that, like your girlfriend is always against you. Not mine, of course. But Not only like that, but then in Rocky Four, like Polly fucked the robot. Like, like right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, like, he was definitely he was definitely getting HJs from the robot without question. Yeah, and nobody like it's just missing in Rocky Five, and no one brought it up. Like, right, he obviously killed that robot, like murdered it and buried it somewhere, and no one, uh, no one ever. And then it like up Rocky Five, like Tommy Gunn is in it. The whole thing happens. It's the worst it's movie of all they time. Just, they just ignore it. Like in Rocky Six, they just don't even have it part of the montage. Like yeah, it's right. Never yeah. Even it's happened. Never happened. Yeah, <laughs> that's something else, man. It's a uh, yeah. Rocky is that movie series is awesome. I'll tell you what I've been watching at least three times a week recently is Roadhouse. That movie never gets old, man. It's been run on Showtime this week or this month. Yeah, that movie is amazing. That uh, I gotta say, that's pretty on brand for you. <laughs> that seems right. <laughs> Rocky, this is a, it's date rape, it's horrible, there's no relationships. <laughs> now, Roadhouse, now right. I watch that six times in a row. That's, that's just filled with great life. That's that's a, a, Brad Wesley is yeah. my hero. If you watch that's that a, movie, The Bad Guy, Brad Wesley's amazing. Who's yeah, how, did Patrick, how did Patrick Swayze all of a sudden become a, a badass fighter? He was like a ballerina. 
and then he just fucks everyone up in Roadhouse. Uh, well, I think you heard in the Outsiders with the he fought in that rumble. Look at the outsiders George St. Pierre. George St. Pierre. What about You're Khabib right. saying he wants to fight uh, St. Pierre next? Well, he's got to, I don't know, he's got to beat uh, Gaethje first, you know. Um, yeah, but he's come out and said that, like, the only other fight that interests him, interests him after Gaethje is George St. Pierre, which makes no sense to me. So, yeah. Oh, he's like, after this, money. after this, I want to go, I want to go into the retirement division. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell he's you what, fight. he's probably got some girlfriend like Adrian fucking with his head all the time. Like, fight, don't fight. Fight, Mr. T. No, you're a loser. Dude, that's don't the fight. One that, dude, that's, no, that's <laughs> Platinum Mike Perry. Dude, but yeah. first, uh, first of all, Mike Perry... His ex-wife uh, came out today is saying some horrible things about domestic violence and Mike Perry. So Mike Perry might, might be gone for a while. Um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to comment on it because I don't know what happened. I'm just saying it's not good press for Mike Perry. Right. Nobody does. Nobody does. But we're supposed to take the word of a fucking ultra-crazy bitch, you know? Just <laughs> mad at her boyfriend. Fuck. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's I don't know what happened. I, I don't know what happened, but that's that's Don Fry's take. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> let's just carefully label that one the, the Don Fry's corner. <laughs> Don Fry. It, it is odd that they seem to uh, they seem to be most affected by it right when you're at. Hey, your I was peak. very like. Was uh, dude, if I had all the money in the world, I would like uh, start a Don Fry judge show. Where people come in and tell Don Fry their problems, Dude, you, yes. and then Don Fry is like, it's like instead of Judge Judy, Judge Fry, come, like, tell me that wouldn't be a fucking, tell me you wouldn't watch Judge Fry, Greg. Oh my God, this is the best idea you've ever had. <laughs> we gotta call it. What do we call it? Like, like fried justice. Fried. <laughs> you've been I don't fried. even think you need that much money. You could probably do it via Zoom. You have a call cube. it deep fried. Are you, are you people deep fried? You gotta get. You gotta get better Wi-Fi. That's the thing. We have to get better. That would be the biggest thing is the Wi-Fi factor. Uh, <laughs> that would be the biggest investment in the show. Would be upping his Wi-Fi. But tell me, McCorkle, you wouldn't watch Judge Fry? Absolutely, man. It's uh, I have a feeling that every most men on there would just get told to quit being pussies. Probably like that would be the, <laughs> the ruling of every. Uh, Every and and that's what like would make it must-see television. A guy comes in, he's like shot in the leg. He literally has like fucking blood like coming from his leg. You fucking, back in my day, we shoot ourselves. Like, hey, here's what you do. You take that wheelchair and you throw it off the back of a truck. And then you'll learn to walk again with anytime you want a Gatorade. They'd be like... They'd be like, Judge Fry, when you rule, you have to pound the gavel on the desk. And he would be like, gravel? I've been eating gravel all day. What are you talking about? <laughs> he would just take the mallet and hit himself in the head with it. He'd be like, oh, they're in the court. And just fucking, you'd hear like, boom. He would, he would hit the person, the, whoever doesn't get the, he'd hit them both of the Hey, that's my ruling. You're dismissed. That's how you get dismissed. You're out. What do you think, Judge uh, Ween Dog? You think we got something here, Judge Fry? Dude, I think this is gold. Either the judge thing, or like, well, like a dog the bounty hunter type show, or Gordon Ramsay, where he goes and helps like beta males turn into alpha males. You know what I'm saying? Like he takes them out into the woods and teaches them how to do manly shit, like cut Call down trees Southern and fried. eat the bark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, uh, uh, by the way, I know this is going to go really well. Fifty Cent just endorsed Trump yesterday. Uh, he goes. I don't care that he doesn't like black people. Uh, 
he says Joe, Joe Biden's tax plan is fucking horrible because I guess he makes over four hundred thousand dollars a year and it lives in California. He's being taxed fifty percent or something. He goes Donald Trump all the way. Uh, Wean dog, what are your thoughts on that? Well, not just fifty cent. You also have Ice T coming out because Ice T wanted to uh, Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Oh yeah, sorry, Ice Cube. I'm so sorry, uh, but. Those two guys are getting so much hate now, dude. Apologize to Ice-T. I'm sorry, Ice-T. I meant to say Ice Cube. I'm very, very sorry. I'm sure that's not the first time in history those two names got mixed up. Apologize to Vanilla Ice. Yeah, right. (laughs) But I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, uh, I mean, they make a good point. We do overtax the rich. I mean, we put them in a position of having to seek out all these loopholes and tax shelters and everything instead of just actually having a reasonable tax rate that and getting them to pay it or a flat you know, tax. I mean would you rather exactly an what? inescapable tax rate of like 12% instead of an outrageous tax rate of 37 to 50% and, and that, that number, drives them to try and hide the number of 400,000 is so dumb so if i make 398,000 i don't have to pay it if I make 401000 I got to pay Well, you're still going to have to pay something. I mean, it's not like you're off to scot-free yeah, but it's just up like, to 400000 But there does have to be a threshold. I mean, there is for all the tax brackets. So. I just think I don't know, a flat tax. It sounds like a case that needs to be settled in front of Judge Fry. <laughs> all right, so Judge Fry. Uh, yes, Southern Fry. What should people be taxed? It's a 25% sales tax on everything. And we'll get rid of uh, the income tax. Everybody pays something. All right. Okay. Boom. All right. That is one way to do it. That is one way to do it. All right. Uh, Judge Fry. Uh, what does what some other uh, uh, wean dog? Uh, Judge Fry is Tyrone. How should the they? Do, how should they? Should we pack the courts? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they already did. How, now, how how should they divide the assets in a divorce, regardless? Judge Fry. Uh, well, let's see. They should kick the dirty bitch to the curb and let her uh, be naked and shit on the guy who has earned all the money. All right, we just lost most of our. You know, these fucking women, all they bring in is a That's all they bring in relationship, and then they leave with fucking, you know, 70% of the, of the guy's property, and he's left a cripple. I uh, I like to withdraw my question from the court. <laughs> <laughs> Should you be allowed to transition as an eight-year-old from a male to a female or a female to a male? Oh God, that's insane! That's fucking insane! You know, eight years old, your biggest fucking worry is uh, your bicycle. If you should fucking put a put a card on in the spokes of it, make it sound like a motorcycle or something. You don't get to choose your fucking sex. That's ridiculous. I'm with, I'm with him on that. I, th- I think it's too young. I th- I'm, I'm with Don Fry on that. I think it's too young. Obviously, I support transgenders, but eight years old is beyond young. Uh, McCorkle, any thoughts for uh, Judge Fry? Yeah, um, I want to know if uh, Judge Fry believes that Tyrone is or is not the father. <laughs> I don't no, know. it's Rocky because Rocky uh, Rocky, Rocky's the father because Rocky raped him. Got it. Rocky, Rocky didn't. Rocky not only raped Adrian, but he raped the, half the women, half the women in the hood too. Uh, Judge Fry, what do you think about Hunter Rocky's Biden? Rocky's a serial rapist. What do you think about Hunter Biden, Judge Fry? <laughs> Hunter Biden's a piece of shit. Man. 
Because that's exactly, you know, we got to get rid of people like Biden. Biden and Pelosi are exactly what uh, got Trump elected to get rid of, you know, and that's why they've been trying to get rid of Trump, you know, because they're running scared. You know, uh, and the Ameri- you know the American voters are tired of this bullshit. We've been getting robbed by these fuckers. I what you know all the money that's been going on. Ninety eight percent of our bridges are are failing. You know where's the money been going? Where's the money been going? Judge Fry makes some great points. Uh, I mean, aside from the the female bitches thing, we got to. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we may. I think we may. We may want to cut that out of the show. I, I think we maybe just, 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 just snippy, snip, snip. We're not. We're not censoring. Curious what Judge Fry thinks about uh, this whole Russian disinformation campaign that made Hunter Biden smoke crack. Like, how did Russia pull that off? <laughs> that forced him. Yeah, you can see the Russian mob. Behind the camera, holding holding a couple of Uzis on him, you know, forcing him to do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Judge Fry, should people wear masks? Judge Fry, should people wear masks? Fuck no, they don't do any good. They've proven that, you know, that the masks aren't small enough to filter out the the uh, the germ. The germ goes right through it. It's been shown. It's stupid. Go straight through it and get stopped by Don Fry's mustache. <laughs> well, listen, if anyone wants to invest in Judge Fry, let me know. Uh, we're going to make this happen. Greg, will you Dude, did, let me tell you something. The GoFundMe for this pilot is going to beat the shit out of Pinned. Uh, 100%. 100%. I, I mean, the money's going to flow in for this. Greg will, Greg, will you help produce this Judge Fry show? Absolutely. I, will, I, I, want, I want in on the ground floor on this one because Southern Fried is going to be the show of 2021. Uh, uh, Sean, are you going to be in on this uh, Judge Fry? Absolutely. I'll be. I'll actually start the. Uh, I'll put the first thousand dollars up for Judge Fry. Wow! Wow! I think that might be the last thousand, but Sean yeah, could be the bailiff. Sean could be the bailiff, dude. Green uh, yeah. Dog, are you going to help make it happen? Dude, hundred percent. This is actually like a gold mine show. We just got to make sure there's no other Don Fry impersonators out there who's going to steal this idea from us. Uh, I did the only ones are on this show. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> the only Don Fry impersonator is producing the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've laughed this hard in a while. Oh, good. I like it. Well, listen, uh, I don't know what you guys have learned, but thank you for tuning into the show today. Uh, Greg, what do, you, what do you got coming up? Wait a minute. Aren't we going to make our picks for the Gaethje fight before we go? Okay, let's make All right. All right, Gaethje, Khabib, who do, who do we like? For me, I'm going Khabib all day. Uh, Judge Fry? I, I want Gagey to win. I really do. You know, for America, because he is toughest, toughest guy in this trailer park. But I got to go with the with the commie. You know, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not really sure he's a commie, uh, but uh, is Dagestan a communist country? Uh, Isn't it part of Russia? And by the way, does everyone from Dagestan have Easter Island head? It's unbelievable. Yes, they, they all do. look that way. Same <laughs> hairline, same eyebrows. How many, first of all, they're all born with beards and cauliflower ear. Uh, and but they like how many Nurmagomedovs? Like it seems like there's like he has like thirty cousins and they're all champions. Yeah, yeah. it's like Williams. It's like everybody out there is Nurmagomedov because there was one fighting this last weekend that they're like no relation. 
just also Nurmagomedov. Oh, like, and that guy's a monster, too. Uh, yeah, he looks good. Your pick for this week? Yeah, I'm excited, man. It actually does remind me of Rocky IV. Like, if you think about it, you got, like, the undefeatable Russian. Uh, just gay, she used to have a black friend that dies and date rape a uh, slow girl, and uh, we'll be set. <laughs> I got way weirder than I meant for it to be going into the joke. Um, no, I think uh, I think Gaethje's going to beat him, man. Khabib's my favorite fighter, aside from Don Fry. But I think uh, Gaethje's going to catch him, stand up, and knock him out, man. I really do. Wing dog. Well, as of right now, I'm still picking Khabib. But as we get closer to the fight, I'm slowly tilting towards Justin Gaethje, dude. There's something about him. You know, I think he's going to be able to pull it off. But right now, I'm still standing by Khabib the Eagle. I'm going with Khabib. I think that uh, – I think that I would – my emotion and my heart is, is going with Gaethje, and that loses almost every time. Yeah. Uh, and the more videos I watch, the more I'm going to be swayed towards Justin Gaethje. Exactly. But as soon as the fight starts, I'm going to go, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking when I first heard of it. I just think that what? Gaethje makes too many mistakes, uh, and Khabib does it. He doesn't make any mistakes. Uh, Gaethje, like, does – I mean, yeah, he didn't make any mistakes against Ferguson because Ferguson makes more mistakes than he does. But they, ball, they all get away with it because they're, they're fucking champions of Russian roulette until they're not. Uh, so also on the card, Robert Whitaker, Jared Kananier. Damn, dude. I'm going to go with Whitaker. I think every time Kinnear steps up to the next level, he gets beat. Um, well, and isn't Whitaker coming off a loss, like a tough loss? No, he's coming off a win against Darren Till, but it was close. Oh. Uh, I like Whitaker in this one, too. Whitaker. I'm a Whitaker fan. I, I, I pick Whitaker. I, uh, the guy's phenomenal. Sean, uh, I say Whitaker, man. I think Whitaker, even though he does get a lot of uh, a lot of props respect, I think he's still one of the most underrated uh, fighters out there, man. I think Whitaker is phenomenal in all aspects of the game. So I think uh, I think he'll win and easily. Wow. Well, I'm picking Cannoneer by knockout because Whitaker seems to get rocked in every single one of his fights, and I don't think you're going to survive getting rocked by Jared Cannoneer. True. So you heard that here, folks. Whitaker is a lock. Rob <laughs> <laughs> Harris versus Volkov. Volkov's coming off a loss to uh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Curtis Blades. Uh, yep. Curtis Blades. Will Harris coming, from, coming off a loss to Overeem. I'm picking Will Harris in this one. I think that the last fight it was just too much pressure based on what happened with his daughter and his life, and it was just too much. I think he's going to be more relaxed right now. And uh, Volkov seems another guy that gets to that next level and can't seem to overcome the hump. So I'm going with Walt Harris, Don Fry. Ivan Volkov is back from, from WWE. Yes, Ivan Volkov uh, yeah, and the Iron Sheik as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you don't know. That's going to be Harris. great. Uh, Greg Wilson. Uh, I like what you uh, – Walt Harris, I mean, emotionally – here's the thing. Emotionally, I want to see him have this comeback win and do what people thought he was going to do last time. But anytime I feel that way, that means the other guy's going to win. So, Volkov. McCorkle, are you sleeping? What's going on? Uh, yeah, no, man, I was up all night last night. Um, I will say, man, Walt Harris. Um, I, uh, yeah, Volkov, ever since he lost in the last minute to Derek Lewis, uh, I think he hasn't been the same. So, um that was, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but I think, uh, yeah, I say Walt Harris. Hmm? Uh, Wee Dog? 
I have Walt Harris by KO. It's interesting because all 13 of his wins are by KO. And these guys are huge guys. Walt Harris is six foot five and Volkov is six foot seven. So I think this is going to be a crazy Look, Godzilla he barely, fight. He barely beat, no, he beat, he beat Arlovsky barely, but that wasn't by knockout. Well, this is a, this is, I'm looking at his sure dog. It says he has, he's 13 and oh, all by knockout and eight losses. Oh, that's weird. Um, Sam Alvey is fighting a guy, Dayong Jong. Uh, Dayong Jong beat a guy whose name was Hulk Hulk. Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> if you lose this Hulk Hulk, that's, uh, you're done. Like, I mean, how is that even, is that allowed? Uh, like, your parents are just going to name you Hulk if your last name is Hulk too? That's so strange. Um, that's like, there used to be this guy in Thailand named 3K Battery. Um, yeah, then someone said it was... Ugh. Somebody said it was like the gym that they all went to, 3K Battery, but they couldn't pronounce the names. They just announced them as 3K Battery. Uh, but that was, back, that was back when 3K was the, the shit. Uh, I like Sam Alvey. He's one of these guys that, like, he's so fucking awkward, and he wins. He's one of those dudes that, like, it's hard to train for him because it looks like he's in slow motion, but it's effective. Uh, Don, you ever fight a guy like that who's just awkward but effective? Yeah, yeah several of them, man. Shit, several of them. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's like, uh, who, who, was the, who was the guy from Allen, New Mexico? Uh, the blonde guy, and then ended up uh, having a goatee and ended up and saved his head. Um, out of New Mexico. Fuck. Sure. I don't know. He was awkward as hell, but he's always fun to watch fight. Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, I don't know. Tyler Durden. No, uh, oh, the, the, he just stood up and swung the entire he, time. He's Jardine. No, for the baby. Jardine, no, uh, yeah. Right, Keith Jardine? Oh, never mind. No, that's not who I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, Keith Jardine. Keith Jardine, yes. He was awkward. Yeah. You know, he looked like he, he was having his out there, you know, but it always, it always went. Yeah, yeah, a lot of guys like that. It's, it's, it's hard to, I guess, train against those guys because you got to find a guy in the gym that can emulate that. And it's hard to emulate awkwardness. Um, right. But, uh, but listen. Dude, there's uh, a guy fighting whose first name is Magomed. <laughs> no. Yeah. Put your money on him. And yeah. he looks exactly like a Magomedov. I mean, he's got the Easter Island head and everything. What, so, what, is, what is Easter Island head? A giant you know Easter head. Island head is? What is that? You never seen I'll show you. <laughs> show them an Easter Island head. Is that like uh, what's the name? How did that? Uh, that what's his name? That huge guy that you're gonna wreck when you see it. You're gonna be like, oh, that's an Easter Island head. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> got, it, got it, got it, got it, got it. They all have that head. What's the name? Had that Bigfoot? Uh, Bigfoot Silva had that. Yeah, yeah. So. But he's fighting this guy. Magomed's fighting Kudalaba. Yep. Yeah, that's gonna be a good fight. Right, because that, that fight that was stopped early, and then it, like, it was one of those fights that like, should have kept going. And, and Lauren then, Murphy's fighting. Yeah, Lauren Murphy's the best. But the, she's supposed to fight the girl who got uh, COVID. The girl's supposed to fight the Mexican oh. girl. Uh, the cutie. That explains why there's a Russian girl in there now with no yeah, picture. Yeah, the girl that's like, who, who, uh, who's eight and one, and all her fight, but her wins, she was a champion of guerrilla fighting championship. It's called guerrilla fighting. <laughs> cool. From Brazil. That's a racist statement. That's a very racist statement. <laughs> hey, if Judge Fry says that's racist, that's bad, oh, yeah. man. 
Racist Greg beat me to my joke. I was going to say, well, if anyone's the judge, it would be all right. <laughs> so, Greg, what do you got coming up? A uh, whole lot of uh, just watching football and fighting and living my life. Oh, oh, but I, today we released on, on YouTube and on all my social media uh, part two of The Girl Who Died Three Times, where she talks about uh, demonic possession and what it's like on the other side, et cetera, et cetera, all this afterlife stuff. The, this interview just gets crazier and crazier. So if you're into uh, anything about the afterlife, the paranormal, stuff like that, goes, check it out. <laughs> check it out on all my social media, The Girl Who Died Three Times, part two. Awinda, what do you got coming up? Go subscribe to the Joe Perez Show and follow me on TikTok at the Ween Dog. Uh, McCorkle, I'm just basically still trolling people online. That's all I do all day. But uh, I've recently, I've recently been arguing with the underwriter for my mortgage on my house because I'm buying a house and she keeps arguing with me about something and now she won't admit she's wrong. Like imagine that a woman that won't admit she's wrong. But um, the uh, underwriter, <laughs> yeah, long story, but she That's won't weird. admit she was wrong about something. And I just keep I just keep talking about that every time I email. I'm like, okay, but you're going to make you were wrong about that other thing I was right on. It's really funny. I'm like keeping screenshots of it to send to you one day. Yeah, normally and we only got in we only got in four shab zings today. <laughs> a little, yeah, a little under our there. league average of six. So, uh, <laughs> but 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 a decent. It's really actually almost a three and a half because one of them was just you just kind of slipped it in. I like, normally so, there was a couple on the Easter Island head that I was going to use a shab on, but I. Uh, I backed off just a little bit. Normally, I like this part is for things that I'm plugging that you could watch. Uh, like, not like you're like, no one's going to watch you fighting with your fucking mortgage. <laughs> oh, that's what you think. Wait till I post the, uh, wait yeah, till I like, post the screenshots online. But I'm like, what do you have coming up? You're like, I'm fighting with my mortgage broker. Like, what you, I'm, I'm fucking like, I'm jerking off. Uh, Don Fry, what do you got coming up? I'm still working on um, putting together my my podcast is looking at coming uh, coming to, to theaters near you in January. Nice. Your, your podcast is coming to theaters. <laughs> so I was going to say, and that's exactly how podcasts work. <laughs> I think, uh, think Don's working on his new judge show. That's what I think he should be doing. Yeah, no, that's, that's what right. we are working on, 100%. Uh, I got to go out there and, and I got to scour the highways for a wheelchair. So, uh, <laughs> So Friday night, uh, I'm doing a show uh, at Flappers Comedy Club. If you want to come, I have 10 people can actually come. Uh, or you can also watch it online. I'm going to post the link. It's $10 to watch the entire set. Uh, so that Thursday night, I have a show in Venice at an undisclosed location. If you live near Venice, California, hit me up. Um, and then is Saturday there, Are you going to be broadcasting Bellator at that same undisclosed location? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. Now you're Bellator. Saturday night, I'm actually uh, I'm commenting on a, on a on a boxing match and a pro wrestling event live in San Diego. Uh, awesome. You can watch it at Fist Combat TV. At Fist Combat TV, Mikey Gordon, uh, who's a comedian, is fighting Chris Espinoza, who are two mediocre comics, actually fighting to see who's not the worst. They're going to be boxing each other uh, <laughs> on Fist Combat TV. Uh, definitely, definitely tune in. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that's that. Uh, oh, and one last thing. Congratulations to Lopez, Latino power, Andale, the winner of uh, four belts on Saturday night. That was pretty yeah. amazing. That was pretty awesome. Uh, thank you guys so much. Have a great week. Ween Dog, stay We got to do uh, a, a, a read. Thank okay. you guys. Take care. Take care, man. Thanks.